0: Welcome to Unscripted, your weekly podcast featuring Kirby Hasselman and Bill Petrie, where they talk about all things promotional, marketing, and branding. As always, it's brought to you by Promo Corners Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. And Welcome to today's episode of Unscripted. I am your co-host, Bill Petrie, and with me always is my good pal over there in Keshocton, Ohio, Kirby Hasselman. Kirby, I have to ask this every time. How the hell are you? <laughs> well,
1: wow, that was a very soothing how the hell are you, Bill. Actually, I'm doing really well, man. Doing well and excited to do this. And As I've said before, we say it on social all the time, but this really is one of my favorite um, pieces of content we put out each week because uh, I think it's fun. I always laugh.
0: It's fun. We have a good time and ready to go. Do you want to start with a topic or do you want me to go ahead and throw the first pitch? Um,
1: I'll go with one. I, I go with All one. Right. Um, so this is a – you know today I've got a few that are kind of topics and a couple pet peeves. And so one of them is I'm getting more and more – and I'm curious. This is one where I want feedback from the industry honestly – I'm getting more and more of the do not reply emails. You know, like a, a supplier will send um, an a proof or whatever, and they send it do not reply, or they send a request for payment from a do not reply email. <laughs> and I don't know that just the the idea of the do not reply email just rubs me the wrong way. I You know, it's, it's, I feel like it's like the customer service equivalent of posting a political rant on Facebook and then being pissed that people actually give you feedback back. <laughs> I send an email out and then you're mad that someone replies to you. What's your take?
0: My take is uh, is I'm, I'm really actually firmly in your corner on this one because you know, we talk, you know I talk a lot about um, the, the job of especially any salesperson or any sales organization is to remove friction. Yeah. And so when I get an email that says do not reply and I have to either type in another email begin a new another email yeah. string or copy and paste you're making me do extra work that is not what I want to be doing. Yeah. And well. so You know, having very little knowledge of how systems are set up, and you know, I'm sure there's there's probably very valid reasons they're that way, Mm -hmm. but you have to weigh that the efficiency of the organization, the or the perceived efficiency of the organization, I I might say, against the the additional pain you're putting on your client
1: yeah well it's it's just funny because what happens a lot of the time i'm sure it happens for us is that you just automatically reply right because that's what you do with mm-hmm. emails and then you get a bounce back and say no you can't reply to this <laughs> it's, it's just a bizarre but here, business but tactic. here's the
0: thing clearly you can reply <laughs> exactly because reply back to you
1: uh it's just to me that's just a, it's a strange business tactic that i'm, I'm just not a fan of so that, that was my that's my first topic what do you got
0: uh, real quick, back to your first topic. Yeah, yeah. I think they're just auto-generated. I think they're auto-generated, and nobody puts a damn bit of thought in them. To be honest with you, yeah. and maybe this will change. Maybe, maybe this is the catalyst that will change that in the industry, Kirby. <laughs> yeah. I don't know.
1: <laughs> it's totally going to change everything for sure. Hmm.
0: So my first topic today is, you know, you and I uh, both, and a lot of people we know, embrace the the concept of hustling and working hard and and really putting everything you have into your business venture. And I think that's a good thing. It's a great lesson to teach your children. It's a great lesson to teach, you know, by example, your coworkers or other people. It's great. But the challenge I see, though, is that people have a really hard time displaying patience when they're trying to grow their business. It almost seems like a lost art mm. that they just can't be patient to let things grow. And I'll use my own own experience as an example. When I started my blog, I'm pretty sure – you may have read it. I'm not sure my wife read it. Uh, my dog can't read. I had very limited readership. I had friends like you, and you know, a Danny Rosen, uh, a Mike Shanker, or whoever, you know, a Dana Geiger or whoever would read the the blog. But if I didn't stick with it, if I if I was not patient, I guess is a better way to is really what I want to talk about. I would have given up. And now I've got average readership of about nine hundred, a thousand per blog post yeah. and so if I didn't have that patience I wouldn't be where I'm at today and I see so many people who just can't have enough patience to see things through mm-hmm. you know what's the old saying it's always darkest before the dawn Right. And, and there's that moment when when any of us are doing anything that is hard or tedious or takes work and there's that moment where you go, is this even worth it? I mean, I, I went through that with my blogs. Is anybody reading this stuff? I mean, and you've done it too. You've written blogs and you do Delivering Marketing Joy. And and I'm sure you feel the same way I do. I'll write a blog and I'll think, man, this is going to just blow up the internet. <laughs> and I, I, I post it. And it's crickets, Yeah. right? I mean, it seems like everyone I think is awesome. Yeah, it's crickets, and then the ones that took me three minutes to write, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah that's awesome. <laughs> so, what do you think about? Why do you think, or do first of all, do you agree with me yeah. that people don't seem to be as patient as they need to be to really be successful when they're trying to grow their business? And if you do agree with me, how can we change that? Yeah. What, what do we do about?
1: It? No, I do, I do agree, and and and. and Keeping in mind that when I say people are not patient enough, I throw myself into people. Right? Um, I think we all are to a degree. We want. We're in an instant gratification society, and that it's just the you know it's right. the the society, the culture that we live in. Um, but you're 100% right, man. That and it's it, it, it. And again, I know I talk a lot about Seth Godin, but he has a whole book about this called The Dip. And for those who haven't heard it, the concept is when you first start something, you know, your trajectory is up and it's up quickly because you're learning new things, you're excited about it, whatever. And the longer you do it, the more that, you know, it plateaus off and then it starts to dip. And his whole concept is you quit in the dip, right? And so, yeah, so for me, I think, you know, those... And what you have done, I think, what, what people who keep after it is they push through the dip. And I think you're right. Yeah, and, and at the end of the day, there aren't that many people who do it. And that's why there are only so many people who are quote-unquote experts because those are the people who are willing maybe, to push through it.
0: Maybe we should print up t-shirts that say, don't be a dip, push through the dip. <laughs>
1: I think that that would be great. Anytime I can call people a dip, I mean, think a win.
0: That may be the worst promotional product <laughs> idea ever. Well, you heard it. But, your you, but you're right. You just have to display patience. And you know, another thing you need to display patience for, especially as a kid, are the holidays. And that makes me think of this week's sponsor of Unscripted Kirby, the good people at Bay State Specialty Company. Because I know a lot of our listeners out there are looking for holiday gifts. Yep. And their clients aren't going to be patient. Yeah. So if you really think about it, Bay State's, Bay State's gift collection line is. Might, it might be the perfect solution. Yeah, you know, clients can mix and match popular housewares. I'm even talking cutting boards, utensils, oven mitts. Yeah. It comes in a beautiful organizational bag for a truly unique and remembered gift. So, if you can't be patient with your clients for your, their holiday gifts, and this is something you shouldn't be patient for, right? Check them out. Take take out the products at BayState.com today. Yeah, Kirby, I mean, what's your next topic? Well,
1: I, I just wanted to throw it in. I mean, we, uh, Bay State's done some uh, cutting boards for me and my clients, and they've been really well received. They're, they're really nice. Um, oh, awesome. So, okay, here's one, and I'm, I'm, I'm really curious to get your take on this. So one of the things that I think you and I do, we've talked about this in the past, is we create content. We believe in it. Obviously, this is a part of what we're doing now. But one of the questions I get, and I think you probably get too, is, okay, I want to create content, but what do I do, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so one of the things I was thinking about today is I was writing a blog post this morning, and what I have found is that I have a great deal of success you know, writing about what I need to hear at that moment. And I think that's something I've never articulated before because I talk about, well, I write lessons mm-hmm. thinking about my kids. I write lessons that I see all around me. And this morning I woke up and I was just tired, right? I was like as you, you were talking about hustling. You're talking about grinding. I've been doing that. And there are just mornings you wake up and you're like, ugh, right. And so I wrote a blog post with the idea right. that reminded me of what I needed to do, if that makes sense. And so it It occurred to me, I was like, you know what? That's actually a tip to help people who are trying to come up with content is write or create a podcast or create a video, create the content that you in your professional life need to hear right now. And my guess is there will be other people Mm -hmm. who need to hear it. So A, what do you think of that? And B, um, how do you come up with it?
0: Uh, love, love that, and it reminds me of when we were back in Las Vegas uh, earlier this year at Expo, and you know Seth Godin gave the keynote Tuesday morning at the uh, PPI Expo, which was fantastic. And then there was about uh, eighty or so of us that were fortunate enough to attend a workshop with Seth Godin mm-hmm. afterwards. Um, and pri- so, in the little you know half hour be- between the end of the keynote and the beginning of the workshop. Seth was very kind, and of course took some pictures. And all of us fanboys were giddy as schoolgirls <laughs> on, you know, to go get our picture taken with Seth. And I was in, I was right behind Dale Denham.
1: Yeah, I know. Yeah, Dale Denham
0: nice. from yeah, I, I know you know exactly what I'm going to say. So Dale Denham was a really good friend from Geiger. He's also on the PPI board, and I happened to see him uh, at LTW last week. But that's beside the point. I'm just <laughs> rambling to fill time to make sure we hit our 20 minutes per our contract by the state. But anyway, so Dale said. To, to Seth how do you come up how do you write every day and Seth's didn't blink an eye and he looked Dale square in the eyes and said how do you talk every day <laughs> and I love that analogy because you know I get like you I get time there are times where I'm, I'm super whether it's good or bad is for other people to decide but I'm prolific I can just pump it out right and and I mean I don't write I don't write every day but there are times where it's like I just can't stop and then there's times like I think I've said just about all there is to say. <laughs> and so uh, I, I agree with you. Um, I try to – I think I've told you this. The way I write is, is probably different from most people. I like little turns of phrase. Mm-hmm. Um, I like little. I like titles. I, I find a title and I write to the title. Right. Um, last week I, I did one. I was thinking about um, um, my my kids were asking me what kind of job I had when I was a kid because they're both soccer referees now. Right. Um, never mind the fact that they really like coming to the dinner table and giving me a red card, which <laughs> is super inappropriate. Um, but his, uh, but my, 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 uh, my childhood job was a lifeguard. And, and I thought and, – and, and I was – just thinking about the lessons they're learning being a referee you know they have to deal with some angry parents sometimes yeah. and they have to deal with authority figures and so on and so forth and I was thinking what did I learn and the one thing I remembered learning that I took away from everything that in a in a um, crisis situation in an emergency situation that the lifeguard which I was one needs to be the calmest person in the room Hmm. And that always stuck with me, and then I thought, okay, now how do I change that into a, uh, uh, something that is relating either to our industry or sales or marketing? Yeah, and and it was one of those ones that wrote itself because I think you know sales is the same way because how many salespeople have we worked with that um, they get challenged either on price thing or something went wrong with delivery or something broke and they get defensive. Yeah, and they're not the calmest person in the room. So I, I try to just find every little things of life. Yeah. It tried to incorporate in there. So very much like you, but it's hard sometimes. It's hard to come up with content. It is. But I don't the, think I answered your question at all. No, actually you did. Rambled.
1: Actually, the, um, the the idea – and again, I think each person's unique. I think the idea of you saying I get the phrase and then I build it around it where it's funny because I'm kind of the opposite. I come up with the concept and then coming up with the title actually I sometimes struggle with. So it's, it's – I, I think that's interesting because as people are trying to create content – Understanding that there's no one right way is kind of a good message. So it's good stuff.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. I mean, I mean, I, I, I mean, I come up with almost uh, everyone. I come up with is the title first. My favorite yep. title of a blog, and you can look it up on my website if you want. It's gas station sushi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who wants to eat sushi from a gas station? But it was a fun one to write. No, that was a good question. All right. So I, I've got one for you. Okay. And now we're gonna we're gonna get a little serious here on Unscripted. Alright. Get a little serious. Industry certifications. So you've got your C A S and your MAS on the PPAI side. Yep. And you've got your B A S I or BASI, or your M A S I or MASI. Your MASI. On the ASI side, is there any value to these things, <laughs> actually getting the acronym? Um, um, I'll give you my perspective first. Okay, I ask the question. I think there's – first of all, I am a huge proponent of education and professional development. Yep. So um, I think there's absolute value in when you attend a regional, national, international event – I think you're doing yourself a disservice if you don't take advantage of the education and professional development opportunities before you. I think – I go, what I'd like to see, though, um, is – and this actually came out of a conversation I had with uh, our good friend John Norris from Starline. He's yep. a, a good friend of the show and he listens every week. So, hi, John. How are you? Um, <laughs> how the hell are you? <laughs> how the – John how the hell are you? Um, thank you, Kirby. That was awesome. So, um, but we were talking about it, and he 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 and I were talking about it. And, and the consensus we came to is that there's value in it, but we'd like to see it become more valuable to the point where it's actually transferable outside of our industry. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we arrived at. So we we I I think there's such value in professional development and education, but if I earn my C-A-S, what does that mean? I mean, yeah, it's a good ego stroke, and I put those three initials at the end of my, my uh, business card or whatever. And in the industry, I guess it means something, but I don't think it would prevent me from landing a client or gaining employment. Yeah. so Or I don't think it helped help me or hurt me. I just don't, I don't know if it matters, and I want it. I guess I want it to matter.
1: Yeah, I, so I think my take is, I, you know, and I, I think we both stand on the firm foundation that more education is better, right? In any endeavor, we are I mean, very
0: anti Pink Floyd in this stance. Yeah, we right. need more. We need. We need more education.
1: Yeah, I mean, again, like we, you know, in the last two years, I've read eighty different books on business and personal development. So clearly, I believe in that. Um, right. So here's what I think. I think within the industry, it does matter. I think that, um, if you are a supplier and a, um, you are considering doing business with a distributor or you're meeting with a distributor, you meet them at a trade show and it says CAS, MAS, BASI, whatever on there. Um, if I were a supplier and saw that I would take that person more seriously. I would. Okay. Um, okay. That's if, fair. If I were hiring, um, and, well, if a salesperson came to me and said, okay, yeah, I'm this, and I got the CAS training, it would totally matter to me. Okay. For my, for my clients, and, I don't think it matters at all.
0: Um, and maybe maybe that's where the challenge is because I, I do agree with you. Look, if you if you have a salesperson who's who's looking for a job and they've earned their, their BASI or CAS or MAS or whatever, it shows that they're dedicated to the industry, right? It, it yep. tells you – one of those things that you'd like to know before you hire somebody. Totally. But maybe, I think part of it is you have these these competing um, education lines, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah. You've got the ASI one with BASI and the uh, PPAI with CAS. But it doesn't mean anything to our end users. And I think, I'm, I'm hoping as PPAI goes through the Get in Touch campaign, I think it would be a really good idea to start because that's a campaign targeted at end users. Yeah. Why not be a proponent of the value of partnering with a distributor who has some sort of internal degree from yeah. the governing association of the industry? No, I like
1: I, I like it, but here let me let me just push back just for a second, just for the sake of this. Um, how many businesses do you like? Because I think this is one of those moment, this uh, one of these topics that I think a little bit in the industry we're myopic about. I think it is important for people um, to do this, but again, I think it's important in the hiring process. I think it's important within the industry. There's nobody that I can think of that I do business with because they have an MBA, like it, an MBA. But what? If, but but, if,
0: but you but, hold on, and I'm going to push, push right back. Right back. Yeah, it's what fine. you do with a CPA. What's that? you do with a cpa
1: no yeah that's actually fair but i i think but we're not talking about something like that i think we're talking about more like okay. an MBA training and the, like honestly I, I don't know that within the business and again we're talking about you know the a marketing piece right and so i suppose if you're going to compare it with a cpa then yeah okay but I, honestly, there's not anybody I do business with that I'm like, oh, I, I have to do business with them because they have an MBA. And this one seems super smart, but they don't. And so I, I think it's unfair to think that the CAS or MAS should be that. Does that make
0: sense? Boy, yeah, I, it does. I just completely disagree with you. Fair. Um, I I think the, I think I think that – the CAS designation or BASI designation is exactly comparable to a CPA. It's a specialized, industry-specific mm. um, degree, for lack of a better term. It's not, but you don't get it by an accredited university, mm-hmm. right? Right. But but think about a CPA. You got to take a test. You, you, you take classes. You take a test. You get to put the initials on the back of your or on the back of your your name. Mm. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. I just. You know the CAS MAS program is so great, it, and yeah. it's been there for years. So I don't want to—I don't want people to think I'm denigrating it because I'm really not. Yeah. I just want it to be more. Yeah. I mean, you and I both know people. I'll talk. I have. I guarantee you, I have enough MAS CAS points to take the test. I haven't done it. I don't want to pay to do it because I don't know what it does for me. Right. Right. I don't know what it does for me. No, it's, and that's not yeah. me sitting on my high horse. I just don't think it adds any value to me outside the industry. And I'd like, I would like—I don't think anybody's going to go, oh, thank God he's got his MAS. I'm reading his blog now. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and I guess, yeah, that, I'd like to give that some more thought to be honest with you because um, I'm struggling with it because I don't consider – and again, I guess it's a little bit like a lawyer passing the bar, right? Um, so I don't consider – what we do the same. I think it's more creative. I think it's more subjective. And so, right. so that's right. like a CPA is different because I think they we can absolutely say that you need to be able to do X, Y, and Z to be able to be a CPA.
0: Right.
1: I, I think it's a well, little that, that bit more
0: subjective. That, I think you're right. I, I think, think you're right that it's more subjective. So maybe we don't even have these designations because mm-hmm. I mean, just because I, I know plenty of people who have a CAS who are some of the most uncreative people I know. <laughs>
1: Sure,
0: sure. I mean, so I I guess I don't know. I guess I. I I, we. Here's the thing. Here's I think we're both sit here. If I can just summarize, because this is usually we don't disagree. So this is good. Yeah. Um. Education is important. I think we both really value education in our industry, whatever industry you're in. It's, it's good to continually learn. I don't care what you do, who you are. If you're not learning, just go ahead and give up and, and just kind of go retire at Del Boca Vista with uh, the <laughs> with uh, Jerry Seinfeld's parents of Florida, um, which is the second reference I've made to that today. But yeah. that's beside the point. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But it's – I want that CAS to have real teeth, real meaning. Same thing with BASI, and I don't know. I I just don't feel like it has it. And I don't know what the answer is. So I should never, you know, I I always tell people who've worked for me, don't come to me with problems if you don't have a solution. I don't have a solution. So maybe this is where we kick it to the community a little bit and say, hey, you know, anybody who's listening to this, we'd love your feedback. On, you know, I I think hopefully we all agree education is valuable, but what would you like to see from either the BASI? Uh, certification uh, and the MASI certification or the CAS MES certification, what would you like to see more? What would make you want to invest your time and money? Because it costs money to take the test, at least on the PPAI side. I think it's free on the ASI side. But what would, what would make every listener want to invest in that type of mm. uh, internal industry only degree?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. It's a good question. Good topics today, man.
0: I think very good topics. Yeah. And you know what else is good? Anybody who might be looking for holiday gifts, yeah, base State, how did you know? (laughs) How did you figure that out? You know, because one thing that's really good about as we're approaching the holiday season, we're we're knee-deep in pumpkin spice latte season. I can almost hear the jingle bells down the road. And so I know many of our listeners are looking at client gifts, um, and and they should be looking at holiday gifts too because it's a good time to say thanks. Yep. Um, and Baystate's Gifts Collection line is really a great solution. So if you haven't had a chance to, please go to the good people at Baystate.com. As always, you can use your portable Google machine, your uh, laptop Google machine, or even your desktop Google machine. And go to Baystate.com and check out those outstanding gift collection line
1: cool man well this is fun and I think I really I'm really hopeful we get some uh, feedback from the uh, from the industry we've been getting some good stuff I shared an email with you today I feel like people are listening and I appreciate that I know you do too
0: I do very much Kirby I hope you have a great week and uh, we'll talk to you next time thanks man see ya once again thank you for listening to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie As always, brought to you by the good people at Promo Corners Identity Marketing, the interactive tool for promotional products professionals.